Name that church body and a question about the epitome. This show is full of goody warkus. Stay tuned to Table Talk Radio. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute, you're mistaken. He said to me, he said, you sound like a heretic. Right, yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. <laughs> and it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. So, uh, if you guys would put mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word, pastors. Keep it mediocre. Mediocre and hilarious. The auditory equivalent to a root canal. This is Table Talk Radio, and thanks for Auditory? That's a long word. That's a lot of letters. <laughs> auditory. Uh, you know what I was thinking we should do sometime? We should uh, we hmm. we should ask our listener what uh, his, is our is our listener a a him or a her? Well, it depends on the day, I suppose. But oh, let's go true. for him today. Okay, uh, we should ask our listener what his uh, favorite throwback table talk radio game is because you know there's a lot of that's games a good idea out there on on the archives that haven't seen the light of day in a few years. The problem is that most of those games te- take some degree of preparation. Yeah, it's kind of like when we wonder in the church what will withstand the test of time. Uh, the the <laughs> what, what 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 games stand the test of time here are the ones that don't require any show prep. <laughs> I mean, I remember one of the games that we got a lot of great feedback on, but we haven't done ever again because it took too much work. Was you remember the game we played, The Biggest Loser? Which one? The Biggest Loser. What was oh, that was great, but that took forever. <laughs> you take some sort of like a Rick Warren sermon, and you take out all the fl- cut out all the fat and illustrations and everything, and just have the theology and Bible, and a, like a five minute or forty five minute sermon would go down to like thirty two seconds. <laughs> it's it's true though. It's it's amazing. Like people go to a Lutheran church for the first time, and they're starting to get comfortable in their pew. Like, all right, this is gonna last a while. Let me let me get situated. And then the the you know ten fifteen minutes in, the the pastor's wrapping up, and the guy's like, whoa, that was that a sermon? I just blinked. I'm not sure if I caught it, uh, because they're used to like forty five sixty minute sermons where everyone's talking about like what happened to them at the grocery store the, this last week and things like that. It's kind of like your comedy routine is what a lot of sermons are. Hey, hey, take it out, take, cut it out. Take it. I said, cut it out and take it easy at the same time. Take it out. All right, we're gonna start with doing some buzzwords, and then we're gonna play a game called Name That Church Body. I think, from the archives. Yeah, from the archives is right. So, what's your what's your buzzword? Thanksgiving. Is this show gonna be before or after Thanksgiving? After. Okay, so Thanksgiving is important, as we all know, because we just celebrated it. <laughs> Uh, thank, I, I've been thinking a lot about Thanksgiving. There's, a, in fact, a lot to say here. But how about this, just as a way into the conversation, that Paul makes the note, the, the notices, that one of the marks of the pagan mind is that it doesn't give thanks. 
in Romans 1. Remember that? It's, he almost mentions it in passing. Here, I'm gonna, I got Romans here. Romans, Acts, Rome. And he says that um, he's talking about how the pagans are being handed over to delusion. And one of the highlights, one of the ways you recognize the pagan mind is that it doesn't give thanks to God. It's right here. chapter. Why is there so many notes in the Lutheran Study Bible on how to read Romans? Uh, for the ra- I'm, I'm going to start in verse uh, 18, Romans 1:18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power, divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God. They did not honor him as God or give thanks, but became futile in their thinking, and, fool- and their foolish hearts were darkened. So to honor God and to give thanks to God is the mark of the enlightened mind, and to not honor God and to not give thanks to him is to become futile in your thinking and to have a darkened foolish heart so that thanksgiving has that great significance it's really quite it's quite an incredible thing that paul says about thanksgiving there so so the christian is always able to be thankful to god which means we're able to look and see not only the goodness of the things that we have in this life but also to recognize that all of these things come from the good god from the god who loves us and cares for us so thanksgiving all right that was some good turkey by the way did you have some good turkey it was fantastic Mm. All right, my theological buzzword for you is a choose your own adventure. So I have before me. Does, it, does my does does my mm sound like a? It's like a trying to remember something that doesn't no. happen. It sounds like a sarcastic. Has it happened yet? Mm. Mm. Are you being a little ironic in that? Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, so choose your own adventure buzzword. I have before okay. me the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry or CARM website, and they have an, an A to Z. Now, I was looking at this guy, the author that put this together, Matt Slick. He got his bachelor's degree at Concordia University, Irvine, in 88, so that's cool. But then he went to Westminster Theological Seminary and ruined it all, so Oops. that's too bad. In any case, um, so you have, uh, pick a letter, for A to Z. Uh, X. <laughs> okay. Let's see what they. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is great. Your theological buzzword is ex nihilo. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, that's that's nice actually. <laughs> All right, so this is a Latin phrase. I thought ex nihilo started with an e. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining everything. Uh, I mean, if you didn't spell it with an X, what other buzzwords would you have? under X. So anyway, ex nihilo is a Latin phrase. It means out of nothing. So this is the distinction that when God creates, he creates ex nihilo, or out of nothing. And so uh, in contrast, when Pastor Wolfmuller puts together like a light board or something like that, he goes, look what I made. And everyone's every oohs and ahs because it's so fantastic. But what he really did is he just took materials that are already in existence and like glued them together for a while and he thinks it's creation. But what true creation is, is ex nihilo. When God creates, nothing is in existence, and then things are brought into existence. And so God um, uh, God says, let Hello. there be light, and there is Pastor light. Pastor here. <laughs> Can I help you? We have a caller. What do you think about ex nihilo? <laughs> you, should just, you should just put him on, see who it is. <laughs> Don't even look. Just put him on. <laughs> in any case... Uh, 
Uh, that's yes. Are you buzzer. saying so with ex nihilo? Are you saying that God created the universe with no show prep? That is, is that the idea? Uh, no show prep. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there was certainly um, uh, he had a plan from the foundations of the world. So I don't know if I'd be willing to say that. But uh, but without material in, already in existence, he created ex nihilo. Ex nihilo. All right. All right. So now we're gonna play. That's where my points come from. That's a per. Oh, good. I love how our our connection system automatically right censors now. Pastor Wolf Mueller's um, bad jokes. <laughs> so whenever he's about to say a bad joke, he goes, and he gets cut out. That's, that's we pay top dollar for that's this. That's what stuff. this bad internet connection is. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's censoring you, <laughs> censoring bad jokes. Just wait to see what happens. I, I was I didn't even I wasn't even a bad joke. It was uh, I was saying that. This is the occasion for all, ex nihilo is the occasion for tons of good points jokes. Yeah, like I said, um, okay. <laughs> if you can't identify that as a bad joke, <laughs> then we have it wasn't deeper, even a joke. Deeper problems. <laughs> That's the problem. You just think that everything I say is going to be a joke. You can't be that funny you, all the time. You should. <laughs> you should wait to see what our censorship. Uh, uh, equipment here does when you slip into an Australian accent. It just it's, it gets disconnected <laughs> altogether and doesn't even reconnect. It's just done. It's like I quit. You're, <laughs> it's like That's when you great. when you try to type in your password incorrectly too many times, you just get locked out. That's what happens <laughs> when you start speaking an Australian accent. All right. Um, so how many minutes do we have left here? In a, a couple minutes. Uh, should we get started on Name That Church by? Do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, we you... should. Yeah, I got something right here. Okay, go. Article 12 of Faith in the Holy Ghost. G-O-S-T-E. This, this, our faith, and the assurance of the same, proceeds not fra flesh and blood, fra, F-R-A, not fra flesh and blood, B-L-U-D-E. That is to say, fra not natural powers within us but is the is the inspiration of the holy ghost whom we confess god equal with the father and with the son qua sanctifies us and bringeth us in all verite be his awen operation without whom we should remain forever enemies of god and ignorant of his son christ jesus for of nature we are so dead, so blind, and so perverse, that neither can we feel when we are pricked, see the licht when it shines, nor assent to the will of God when it is revealed, unless the Spirit of, God, of the Lord Jesus quicken that quilleth is dead, remove the darkness from our minds, M-Y-N-D-E-S, and bow our stubborn hearts to the obedience of his blessed will. Okay, I really, Ooh, that is good. I have no idea what you just spent time reading for the last two minutes. I, it's like another language. I'm not even sure. But uh, we're gonna take a break, <laughs> and uh, I'll try to. I'll this try is to so awesome. Out. Uh, sounded nice, I guess. Uh, all right. Article 13 is the cause of good works. G U D E W A R K I S. Good at workus. Okay. <laughs> I'll read that next. All right, we'll be uh, we'll be right back, and when we get back, we'll hear some more from this uh, church body that Pastor Wolfman is reading from, and then I have one too that I'm sure he won't get. So stay tuned. <clears throat> You're listening to Table Talk Radio. More Goody Warkus to come. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> 
Goody Warkus. <laughs> it's not a radio show. It's a relationship. Stay tuned for more Table Talk Radio. The Daily Bible Meditation blog is at rightlydividedbible.wordpress.com, where three chapters of the Bible are considered each day. Check it out. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, all right, so we're in the middle of a uh, quote from a church body in a foreign language that Pastor Wolfner is just delighting to read. Let's hear more of this uh, Swahili or whatever it is that you're reading. <laughs> this is so cool. Okay, this is Article 13 of the Cause of Gude Workus. <laughs> That's the best. G-U-D-E-W-A-R-K-I-S. I think you need to do more Gude Warkus. <laughs> Saw that the cause of Gude Warkus... We confess to not be our free will, but the spirit of the Lord Jesus, who dwelling in our hearts be true faith, bring us forth sick warkus, as God has prepared for us to walk in. For this we might boldly affirm that, bla- that blasphemy it is to say that Christ abides in the heartus of sick, as in whom there is no spirit of sanctification. They, therefore we fear not to affirm it, that murderers, oppressors, cruel persecutors, adulterers, hearmongers, H-U-R-E-M-O-N-G-E-R-S, hearmongers, filthy persons, idolaters, drunkards, thieves, and all workers of iniquity have neither true faith, neither ony portion, ony, O-N-Y, that must be any, neither ony portion of the spirit of the Lord Jesus, so long as obstinacy they continue in their wickedness. For how soon that ever the Spirit of the Lord Jesus quicketh God's elect children, receive be true faith, takes possession of the heart of one man, so soon does he regenerate and renew the same man. Okay. <laughs> I might have to start listening. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is great. Why don't you go ahead and summarize what you just read? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It says that apart from the Holy Spirit, you can't do good works. But when the Holy when a man is regenerate, he received the Holy Spirit and he begins to do good works. Uh, let's see, fra thine cumus that continual battle quihilleth is betwixt the flesh and the spirit in God's children, to the flesh and the natural man, according to the awan corruption, lusts for the things please and pleasant and delectable unto thyself and grudges and adversity, is lifted up in prosper- uh, prosperity, and at every moment is prone and ready to offend the majesty of God. But the Spirit of God quilleth, quilleth, Q-U-H-I-L-K. How do you think you say that word? Quilk <laughs> gives witness to our spirit that we are the sons of God, makest us to resist filthy pleasures, and to groan in God's presence for deliverance from this bondage of corruption, and finally triumph over sin, that it regain it reign not in our mortal bodies. So the Holy Spirit comes to help subdue sin. That's the idea there. Oh, this is so cool. Yeah. Okay. Sounds pretty good. Um, was that my third quote, or is there another one coming? No, that was the second one. So you can pick what article you want, like Article 14. What warkas are reputed to go good before God, or Article 15. 
and the perfection of the law and the imperfection of man, or Article 16 of the Kirk, 17, the in- importanty of the Salulus. <laughs> okay. I have no idea what that one is. All right. Uh, let's do, 18 uh, of the Noticed. Let's do oh, uh, 15 on, what was that again? You want to do the sacraments? That's 21. Okay, let's do 21. As the fathers under the law, besides the verity of the sacrifices, had twa chief sacramentes, to wit, circumcision and the passover, the despisers and contemners whereof were not reputed for God's people. So do we ag- acknowledge, this is A-C-K-N-A-W-L-E-D-G-E, acknowledge and confessi that we now in the time of the evangel have twa chief sacraments, only instituted by the Lord Jesus and commanded to be used of all they that will be reputed members of his body, to wit, baptism and the supper or table of the Lord Jesus, called the communion of his body and his blood, and their sacraments as well of old of the New Testament, now instituted of God, not only to make an... Oh, yeah, that must be one. Not only to make an visible difference betwixt his people and they that that was without his league... Uh, but also to exercise the faith of his children and be participation of the same sacramentes, to seal in their hearts the assurance of his promise and of that most blessed conjunction, union and society, quick, quick, the elect have with their head, Christ Jesus. <laughs> this is so cool. I've never read this before. I can tell. Um, what you- <laughs> good. See, I love that. <laughs> Uh, right, right before you objected, the the computer cut you off. Boom! Oh, all right. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to read. <laughs> they they are made so made flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones, that as the eternal Godhead has given to the flesh of Christ Jesus, quillic of the awen condition and nature was mortal and corruptible, life and immortality. So do Christ Jesus, his flesh and blood, eaten and drunken, be us, give unto us the same prerogatives. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to throw out a guess, and this is a guess. Okay. Uh, I really mm. I really have no idea uh, what you're reading from on the basis of the content thereof, <laughs> but... Uh, I'm going to guess just because of what you were reading that you're possibly reading from the 39 articles. Dang it. I'm reading from the Scottish Confession of Faith. Oh, that was I should have done it in my Scottish accent. Yeah. Could you do an Australian accent of a Scottish accent? Scottish Confession of Faith. All right. I don't know anything about the Scottish Confession of Faith, so enlighten me. Scotland, with the inhabitants of the same professed Christ Jesus, his holy evangel, and their natural countrymen, as unto all Uther realms, professed in the same Lord Jesus with them, wish grace, mercy, and peace for God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, with the spirit of righteous judgment for salvation. Long have we thirsted, dear brethren, <laughs> to, to have notified to the world the sum of that doctrine we professor, for the critic we have sustained infamy and danger 
Bought sink has been the rage of Satan against us. This is the best and against radio just Jesus in the Christ. whole world. <laughs> I think this is. I I don't. I think just reading this just I in in be imbibe the Scottish accent. Yeah, if you remind just, me of the Scotsman. If you could just remember start, the two Scotsmen, and they were talking about dying, and one guy said, "Hey, when uh, when I die, I've got a favor, my brother. I, when I die, could you take the finest bottle of whiskey and pour it on me grave?" And the other, his friend, says, Aye, my friend, I'll do it, but I've got to ask you a question. Do you mind if I drink it first? <laughs> <laughs> That's not in here. You know, you used to do one, one of the um, uh, projects in the graveyard of Pastor Wolfmuller's projects. Um, what are you talking about? Is the Luther Sermon Podcast. Do you still do that? No, I read them all. It's done, man. That's complete. Wait, wait. To tell us that. Every single sermon that Luther has ever preached is in audio form with your voice. Well, not exactly, but every one sermon for every Sunday is in audio form. Oh, okay. Um, I was thinking, you know, now that that's done, you could uh, take up Scottish confessions of faith and start reading those on a podcast. That's a fine point. That would be wildly popular. <laughs> Why don't we just turn Table Talk Radio into that? Yes, I'll let's just read do that. The Scottish Confession of Faith, and I will quietly Oi, me go friends. out the back door. <laughs> what about you guys what about, have uh, the doctrine here? Um, yes, what about the doctrine? That seems to be the point of this game. Yeah, what do you what do you think? What did you notice about the uh, yeah. ye doctrine? Yeah, aforesaid um, doctrine. You mm-hmm. thought it was the Forty Nine Articles. You thought it was an Anglican business, huh? Just because it was oldie English, oldie English. Well, that, and I couldn't really concentrate on what you were saying, uh, and, I mean, it sounded pretty good, and from what I remember of the 39 articles is it, it tracks pretty good until um, until we get to the Lord's Supper. Um, now, I also thought that what you were reading was a bit more wordy than what I remember from the 39 articles. So, uh, I think it is. Uh, the 39 articles are pretty concise, uh, pretty succinct, but this I wonder how this many articles so there is here in the... Faith in the Holy Ghost, cause of Goody Warkus. <laughs> That's the best part. The Goody Warkus. I know everybody was screaming at the radio. They were they were just screaming Scottish confession of faith. I can't believe I didn't get that. Uh, all right, well, why don't you pick out? I'm reading here. I can't with, with a minute. I think left. it looks very Calvinist to me. I, I, um, as far as I can tell, this is right on Calvinism. Um. I'm looking on the Wikipedia, so it can just give me a head start here. Yeah, look, in in 1967, the Scottish Confession of Faith was included in the United Presbyterian Church in the USA's Book of Confessions, alongside various other confessional standards, and remains in the current Presbyterian USA's Book of Confessions. Ah, there you go. As the Confession of Faith Ratification Act of 1560, the confession remains part of Scots law. Does that mean the law of Scotland? I don't know what Scots law is. Let me look at Confession of Ratification Act of 1560. That'll be good reading. All right, so you got no points for that. I'm ready for mine. All right, we will what, do Should so. we say anything else about this? I, I just don't. It is something. It is a sad thing to me, I, I just to make this note, that that England and Ireland and Scotland all missed out on Lutheran doctrine. And I just, I don't. It's a weird historical thing, and I'm not sure how it happened. This, the, the, the English mind, I think, is well-suited for the orderliness. Wait, what's that music? 
It means that you got to wrap What's it happening up. with... This is a segment's over? It yes. seems like we just started like 10 seconds ago. Huh. That's not what the list. Anyway, means. there should be more Lutherans on the islands. I'm, I, I don't know why. I don't... It's a sad historical thing. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Give us back radio. Thing is over. Table Talk Radio. Well, we think we're funny. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. All right, we're back. We are playing Name That Church Body. I was unable to get the Scottish Confession of Faith, which is weird because I read that all the time. Well, I'm surprised I, I didn't recognize that. Well, I can't that. believe it. Uh, Boy, but... grave disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to have a lot. Going to have a lot more listeners from Scotland. Yeah, yeah. This, Oi, this... this is my favorite word from Scotland. Oi. Uh, they say that in Australia too. Oi. Did you ever turn that microphone down like that? Can you I tell the difference? Oh, turn it down. Okay, there we go. How about, uh, how about, can you tell this difference? I'm going to say oi with an American accent, an Australian accent, and a Scottish accent. First, oi. Second, oi. Third, oi. Wow. That, Did you get it? That's the kind of linguistic precision that you get on this show. You don't, you don't find that on yeah. issues, et cetera. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of things you find on this show you don't find on this show, et cetera. Uh, all right. So I have a church body for you. Now, this does not come from the church website like we actually – that we normally what? do. I, I could I could do that, I suppose. But I found this – Add art- fontus, man. Add fontus. I found this article. Add websitus. <laughs> the title is – Five beliefs that set this church body apart from other Christians. So I thought that intrigued me a little bit. I thought maybe heck that yeah, would be that'll okay. be great. So there's one, two, three, four, five. So I'll give you five since they're secondary sources. Okay, it says okay, the blankety blank shares similar beliefs to many other Christian organizations. The blankety ah, blank okay. website outlines eleven core beliefs. These include the belief in one God, that the Bible was inspired by God. Jesus Christ atoned for the sins of the world, and repentance and faith in Jesus are necessary for salvation. They go on to say that they believe that it is the privilege of all believers to be wholly sanctified and that their whole spirit, soul, and body may be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It should be noted that saying all believers, they do not designate any specific doctrines or rituals that must be followed in order to be saved by God. Huh, okay. Okay. Uh let's see. So they they want to affirm some traditional Christian doctrines and then but they're going to emphasize the holiness. Uh that's it sounds like they're squarely in what we would call the holiness tradition. Is that what we call it? Uh yes, I think I think that's accurate. That you can do enough goody workus to be <laughs> holy perfect. Why do I get the sense that this is going to be one of those things that sticks? I don't want it to be. Go- just so you know. Goody Warkus? <laughs> yeah. How can, uh, how can the phrase Goody Warkus not stick? How can that not be the best two words that you've ever heard? Lord have this is going to make sanctification cool again. I think we're going to end. 
we can we can end the whole antinomian debate by saying instead of talking about good works, let's talk about Goody Warkus. And everyone's like, Yeah, we need more Goody Warkus. <laughs> all right, let me know. You can get You know, it's just gonna be everyone's gonna be it, it could be like all the Lutherans who are uh, you know, fighting against uh, the, uh what this this holiness movement, they're gonna be they're gonna not wanna even preserve the line on the danger of good works that we can trust in them and stuff because it's just is so awesome to talk about Goody Warkus. Okay. Anyway. All right. I better let's, write it down. Let's, let's keep going. Okay, so give me some more distinctiveness here. Says, I, I'm not quite... Unlike the traditional structure of the Christian church, the blankety-blank is organized more akin to a military organization. It starts with a general ah. who is located in its London headquarters. The general oh. communicates with the chief of staff and orders are followed down the chain of command. That's how we run hope. <laughs> see and also the wolfmuller home mm-hmm. 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 let's see uh so it's some more like an army an army interested in salvation huh <laughs> interesting okay well you better give me some so it says not like a church how's the ch- how what do, you, what do you think they're contrasting that with like what do you think they're thinking of that, I, we're I, not like this that struck me also um but i'm not sure I mean, it says, unlike the traditional structure of the Christian church, uh, which is a little like vague. pastor and people, or like um, pope and bishops and yeah, not right, bishops. Right. Or... Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I suppose adopting the language as general would be one thing, but other than that, that's not really that different than a pope and bishops and cardinals and all of that. <laughs> you know, it's not London; right. it's it's uh, the Vatican. But whatever. Uh, all right, here's another one, uh, three of five. Okay. It says, uh, according to the source, the wife of the founder of this religion was a female preacher. During her huh. career, she worked hard to validate the right of women to preach the gospel. Well, that's what I love, rights talk, especially in the church. That's <laughs> well, what we say, need more of. <laughs> say more of that. What do you mean? What What, what, what are you getting at? Well, that's... I mean, what. Jesus talks about gifts, authority, and office, and we are just obsessed with rights. What are my rights? It's crazy. It's like um, I don't, I don't know. There's a there's a totally different mind that stands behind the thoughts of what are my rights versus what is the office that I'm given. And and now here's something interesting. I would I would wonder if this army army structured thing about salvation would. They would be maybe considered conservative in the in the view of their of the Bible. I, it's an it's an amazing thing for me to think about that. There's two strains of thinking that lead to women's ordination. Have you have we talked about this? I don't think we talked about it lately. That but there's the liberal strain of thinking, the higher critical strain of thinking, which puts reason over the Scripture and says, you, my, "I stand in judgment over God's word." That's one thing. But then there's the charismatic or Pentecostal uh, move that says that God still speaks through uh, through individual prophets and so forth. And um, the ordination of women happened in the charismatic church, which says that it believes in the infa- infallibility of the scripture. But the, infa- the, but the ordination of women happened there first before it happened in the liberal churches. And it, what's amazing to realize is that both the liberal churches and the charismatic churches are driven by the same idea, namely that the, the scriptures are not sufficient, that God, the Holy Spirit continues to speak in our own day uniquely and directly. 
both both have that idea. So that like when you go to the convention of any sort of mainline Christian denomination, they're saying God still speaks. I think the ELCA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, the Lib Lutherans, that was the name of their convention this last time. God is still speaking. That's like the things they wear on their stickers mm. and their buttons and things. And God still speaks through culture. And uh, and so the, the charismatics and the liberals really have the same theological spirit. And you can see it in the ordination of, of women as a fruit of that that uh, spirit. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, th- this was sort of my um, with the the obsession with rights thing. Um, this is this is a sidebar, but this is my little harangue on uh, public assistance. I'm not necessarily against public assistance, but it's just worthy to note the the mindset change that takes place because before we had uh, welfare and food stamps and things like that, there were charities and churches who would uh, who would uh, help the poor and things like that. And so there's a mindset change from uh, going to a, a food kitchen and saying, you know, can you help me out of your out of your generosity? To um, the government has written this right to me that I have qualified for. So now it's not uh, someone is giving to me out of their generosity, but I actually have a right to this thing. So I think that that mindset change um, actually makes a big difference. But mm-hmm. okay, let's keep going. Um, the next one says. The blankety-blank believes baptism is unnecessary for salvation, according to this source. Uh, uh, It offered several reasons for this on the organization's website. The founder viewed baptism as a ritual some Christians use to replace having a genuine inward spiritual relationship with God. However, blankety-blank members do have the right to become baptized in another church if they so desire. Really? The right. <laughs> um, according to... That's, that this, is really interesting. How do you... You're reading the Bible and you're like, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't necessary, and right on the top of that list is baptism. <laughs> I see that right here. It says their primary requirement for membership is to ask God for forgiveness and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is their Savior. Why is that required? I don't ever find that in the Bible. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Um, so where do, where do you think this comes from? I mean, uh, I, I mean, I think it comes from the misconception that baptism is a work of man. So they uh, think, well, if baptism is a work of man and man can't save himself, therefore it can't be said that baptism is necessary for salvation. Uh, of course, that's assuming the wrong premise, right? So that baptism is actually God's doing. I mean, just just look up all the references to baptism in the Bible and just ask, is this something God is doing to me or is it something that I'm doing for God? And just read the passages and, and see which, which way it falls. Good question to ask. That's a good uh, thing to do. The I mean, of course the answer is, I'm looking here to see what the Scottish Confession of Faith says about <laughs> baptism, by the way. <laughs> Is it a? Good uh, but it's. I mean, we. It. It is. It would be nice if. It would be nice if, whenever someone's talking about baptism, they would actually talk about the Bible passages that talk about baptism instead of just kind of abstracting the whole thing. Doing the. Remember what we called that? The the, the heresy two step. You oh, take yeah. a thing, you abstract it, and then you wiggle around, so that so that you're you're four steps away from what the Bible says about anything when you're talking about it. Well, what does the Bible say about baptism? Who believes and is baptized will be saved. That's, I mean, that's what it says. 
Yep. I can't find uh, baptism here in the Scottish Confession of Faith, by the way. What is that music? Why did you make the segment so short this time? <laughs> you must be really having fun. Did, the, the did, some going, of our, did our listeners like send you money? They're like, make the segments eight minutes. <laughs> no, the listeners going, this is an eternity to the segment getting over. What's taking so long? Why is it so fast? All right, we're going to take That's a break. So I have one more for you on the break. You'll need a guest. And then I have an email I think we can discuss in the fourth segment. We'll be right back. Okay, good plan. For those who thought the 100th episode was a sign of the end times, this is still Table Talk Radio. Get the Around the Word devotions delivered to you in a free daily email. You can f- sign up for that at whatdoesthismean.org. Click the devotions button. Welcome back, Pastor Wolfman. There is scrambling, I'm sure, to figure out what this, what in the world this church body is. It's a toughie. Uh, so far, we've learned that they're in the holiness idea, that they have a military hierarchy. I got a they good guess. I got a really good guess. And they say that baptism is not required. For Do they have Santa suits? Uh, Santa suits. Required Santa suits. Uh-huh. All right, let's hear number five. All right, it says, the blankety-blank Christians <laughs> do not partake. I like you say blankety-blank like their name is a curse word. <laughs> I know. It's like the, the, the unnecessary censorship. <laughs> Have you ever heard that one? All right. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> uh, they do not partake in communion, it says. Uh, they do not condemn the use of sacraments, nor do they deny that other Christians receive grace from God through using them, according to this source. They also explain that the blankety-blank believes that living a holy life and receiving the grace of God can take place regardless of whether an individual participates in specific religious rituals or not. Interesting. This is like, so you can be a member of this blankety-blank, <laughs> and you still be a member of another church. Go get baptized somewhere else. Go have communion somewhere else. And it's this is like, you know what it's like? It's... um. What is it called when I, I should know this when like in the Civil Air Patrol or something where or in your you're in the reserves, and so you got to go once once um uh, once a month you got to go on your reserve trip and then you could be called up into active duty. This is like the, the Christian reserves, so you're not it's, you can be a member of this blankety blank, but also a member of another congregation. Um, um my guess is what is the Salvation Army? That is 400? correct. Well done. Boom. So I thought it was a timely thing because we're already seeing the the bell ringers outside the the door there, and uh, you know those. As far what as what do I, they do with all that cash money? Well, I, I assume that goes. I don't think it goes to like the London General or anything like that. I believe it goes to um, you know helping the poor and stuff. But uh, I I just thought it might be worthwhile kind of knowing a little bit about what they believe theologically as you I'm, as you uh, walk by the the bell ringer. I'm glad to know it. And I'm glad for this next question. I got my page open. I'm ready for this. All right, here's an Boom. email from Josh. It says, um, "Could you read it in an Australian accent?" No. Please? It says, first of all, thank you for everything that you do." My wife and I have been going back through every Table Talk Radio for the past year, and we are on show 271. I don't know how many times Whoa. we can tell people not to do that, and yet they still Whoa. do it. 
I want to know. The problem is it gets worse. You should listen from now backwards because it just gets better. You're listening <laughs> to the first episode. You're like, dang, they actually cared. Right. We should. And, so, and this reminds me of this thing we we're talking about that we're going to. What episode is this that we're doing right now? Why do you ask me these hard questions on the spot? Well, I don't. Is it like is it episode ten thousand and forty-two? What I want to suggest to you. And this, and then you confirmed that this idea was so good that the Calvinist blogger had it even before I did. Four sixty one. Calvinist blogger. Four sixty one is we should do an extravaganza on an off number, <laughs> like episode four ninety eight. You know, everyone does well, their specials like yeah, episode five hundred, half a millennium of episodes or whatever. Right. So we we heard from our OCB, and, and for those of you who are just tuning in today, that's the uh, official Calvinist blogger. <laughs> Uh, and he wrote in, and he said that uh, I'm still around monitoring your output at all times, he says. Um, and then he, he wrote in an uh, uh, email to answers at tabletalkradio.org, which doesn't exist. Um, Bounce back. But then he suggested, you know, a lot of people make big deals out of round number episodes like 300, 400. But he says, you know, you really can't do that because then you'd have to say that this show is more mediocre than the rest, and then that would defy its very thing. This is the kind of... Uh, these are the kind of things that Calvinists ponder about. The <laughs> yeah, apparently, you know, other other uh, podcasts are like parents and their children. They love them all the same, but we are like angry orphanage directors. We despise all of our episodes the same. It's an equal disposition. All right, back to back to Josh's thing. email. He says, I want y'all to, okay. to know two things and one question for me. Number one, I've been using your games in my youth Sunday school class. My kids are awesome. My kids are ravenous for points, he says. Wow. Possibly because the winner will get an iTunes gift card at the end of the year, but my class Dang, prep. Dang, I want to go to that guy's Sunday school class. <laughs> he says his class prep is at an all time low. <laughs> uh, number two, regarding the title of this email, I recently had an emergency appendectomy where my blood Whoa. pressure was a bit high due to worries over surgery. I just knew the thing to calm down, Table Talk Radio. Soon I'll be wow. snoozing on the gurney. Well, good luck with Saving that lives. Time. And here's the question. Are you ready? Inducing comas. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, will you guys run through Article 3, Part 8 of the epitome on contrition that occurs before justification? It's a bit difficult portion for me to sort out. Ah, All right. Thank you for listening, Josh question. in Boise, Idaho. How much time we got here? Uh, five minutes. Take it away. Epitome, Article 3, Paragraph 8 says this. This is a book of Concord. Epitome is 1577. It's a summary of the Solid Declaration. It's the... It's the fights that happened after Luther died, and here we're all going to sort it out. And Article 3 is on the righteousness of faith. Part, part 8 here says this. We believe, teach, and confess that although the contrition that proceeds and the good works that follow do not belong to the article of justification before God, yet one is not to imagine a faith of such a kind as can exist and abide with and alongside of a wicked intention to sin and to act against the conscience. But after a man has been justified by faith, then a true and living faith worketh love, Galatians 5, 6. So that thus, gude workus always follow justifying faith and are surely found with it if it be true and living. For it never is alone, but always has with it love and hope. Ha! This is great. Okay, so faith alone justifies. 
But the faith that justifies is accompanied both before and after with other works of the Spirit. And the thing that comes before faith is contrition, sorrow over sin, looking at the law of God and seeing that I, in fact, need a Savior. And then the fruit that follows faith is love and good awarkas. So that the Holy Spirit is bringing first contrition and then faith, and those two things taken together are repentance. But what they're going to say is they want to be very careful to exclude even the contrition that comes before faith. They exclude that from justification. So it's not through my sorrowing over sin that I am justified, but simply and only and exclusively by believing the promise that my sins are forgiven through the death and blood of Jesus. I said, but I, oh, go ahead, that sorry. faith grows out of uh, contrition and it grows into gude warkus. So I, I, I suppose that a person could, could feel, and, and this is why um, this article says this, and also even the Augsburg Confession, when talking about repentance, talks about not only sorrow over sin, but with that also uh, faith, uh, belief in the promise of the gospel. And uh, that is because I, I suppose a person could realize that they have done wrong and be remorseful for the wrong that they've done and just end it there. I mean, just be, just be in sorrow. And so we have to make a distinction between that guy and the person then who has sorrow over sin and then believes in the gospel. So that the first category is not yet faith, is not yet even repentance and contrition, even though they have sorrow over sin, but it's coupled with uh, the gift of faith. Is that what you're saying? Right. That's right. And and even a little bit more, because it's not even it's not just that that it, rip, contrition and faith justify because those two make repentance. But it's they want to even say you have to be you have to have contrition first before repentance comes. But even though that contrition is part of repentance, it's not part of justification. It's still faith alone. Right? That the article of justification is that exclusive. So that we can talk about regeneration, and we can talk about rebirth, and we can talk about renewal, and that's expansive to the whole life of repentance and faith and good, good awarkas. But it's, when we talk about justification, it is this narrow—it is nothing other than faith. Even though faith can't, faith can't come apart, can't come along without, without contrition. I mean, faith that believes in the forgiveness of sins has to also know that we need the forgiveness of sins. So contrition has to come before faith. But it, even though it is of necessity a prerequisite for faith, it's not part of, it's not part of justification. The Lord does not uh, uh, impute to us the righteousness of Christ because we are sorry for our sins. He does it only by faith or through faith. In the promise, yeah, Whew, that is really good. Everyone should go and read the formula. I mean, after you finish reading the Scottish Confession of Faith, read the <laughs> Epitome Three. Beautiful. Yeah, I love the Epitome. Uh, we're going through it with my elders right now. Uh, we just try to tackle. Um, we try to go about an article a sitting, but uh, sometimes we have to take two or three on one. So, good stuff though. Read it. Read it up. Read it up. Are you using the Everyone's Luther version of it? No, I didn't. Man, I didn't even know you had that out. Yeah, man, I published the epitome. It's like seventy pages. You can get it for five bucks. Is it better than the uh, the copy I can just read out of the Book of Concord? Uh, <laughs> no, but it's also uh -oh. not worse. I might be onto you. <laughs> Wait a minute! I already have this on it's, my shelf. <laughs> it might it might sound exactly the same. 
strange. Everyone's Luther. Wait, is it, is this new volume of Luther? No. <laughs> Same stuff. All right. How? Do, wait a minute. How is that volume part of everyone's Luther? It's kind of not it's Luther. It's his doctrine. You know. okay. It's his doctrine. Just, just his quoted sections. All right. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where we understand that Goody Warkus are not created ex nihilo, <laughs> but are the fruits of faith. Thanks for listening to this I'm going to make Goody Warkus my radio. buzzword from Table now on. It's not for everyone. Please consult your Every pastor before episode. listening to Table I Talk Radio. Side effects was. may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, Thanksgiving. Loss, hallucinations, oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, please, Thanksgiving everyone. Aquatic imagery, psychosis, <laughs> coma, alopecia, lung cancer, that was brain tumors, sleep pain, passed. internal bleeding, internal combustion. Thanksgiving is a goody warkus. Claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter. It's one of the most important goody warkuses. Visit tabletalkradio.org.